Wessex LMC's supporting you and your practice. So welcome to Wessex LMC's. My name is Louise Greenwood and we're doing a podcast here and I'm talking to Heather Simpson. So I wonder, Heather, whether you could introduce yourself, please. Yeah, sure. Hi. Thanks for inviting me, Louise. Um, So, yeah, I'm Heather Simpson. I work at NHS England and Improvement within the Primary Care Network Development and Delivery Team as a Senior Programme Lead. Brilliant. Thanks, Heather. And came across you from doing some practice manager work. And I remember seeing you on one of Nikki Kanani and Ed Waller's um, evenings doing some talking about coaching and um, the coaching offer that um, is out for primary care at the moment. So really, I'd be keen to talk about that with you and just find out from you what your involvement is in that and a little bit more about it, please. Yes, sure. Um, So the um, would it be given? Would it be helpful to give a little bit of context of where mm. I came to this from? Yeah, so yeah, very much so. At the beginning of the um, COVID pandemic, um, recognizing that the primary care work, our primary care workforce, we we're always challenged um, with um, retention and you know keep keeping people in a place where they're feeling able to be you know, productive and happy in the work. Um, and the thing with, rec- for me, recognising that, um, recognising the challenge that COVID was going to bring on already, already on top of a real space of challenge in some places. For me, it was really important to think about what can we do to support the workforce during this period um, on top of everything else that's already being done. I'm a mental health clinician, a registered mental health clinician, um, and a coach. Um, I've been a coach for many years and I'm and a health coach trainer. So I support clinicians in having better conversations through adding coaching to their toolkit. So I um, really brought to this, I guess, a, an awareness of the power that coaching can have mm-hmm. um, and particularly in a short period of time. So one of, obviously I recognise that frontline clinicians and all staff in the front line, all of those supporting the delivery of our primary care services, um, time is of an essence, you know, the the demand on services is is significant, um, that's increased. So time for self and time to keep self well and standing upright is again challenged. So anything that was needing to be um, designed to support our staff needed to have that context in mind. And that was really important to me. So the offer, um, that we designed was an offer called Looking After You Too. And it's essentially a coaching space. Um, it's flexible. We did a lot of stakeholder engagement at the outset to understand what did people want and what did people need. Um, because you could design, we could design the best thing we think best thing in the world. But if actually it's not meeting what people need, that wasn't going to be helpful. So um, what we heard was that people wanted something that was very accessible Um that there was no sort of front, huge front end process, application process for people needed. It needed to be accessible also in terms of the time of day and the days of the week. Um, there needed to be flexibility in terms of the offer, it, it potentially to be a one-off or further sessions if and as required. Um, yeah, and for people to be, what people were saying is we want something to support us now and in the moment. So was this a particular COVID thing or was this something that you were thinking about doing anyway? No, this was a particular response to COVID. To COVID. Yeah. 
Okay, because yeah. I actually turned it around quite quickly. And just to just to go back a little bit, so if somebody doesn't know what coaching is, um, what what is it in a, in a nutshell? Just give me a sentence. What coaching is, Heather? That would okay. be helpful. I think for me, the best definition is um, a facilitated process to help anyone change their relationship to a problem. That's interesting. It sounds like it might be a bit of sort of gobbledygook, psychobabble. People might think, oh, my goodness, you know. I'm sure there'll be pushback from some people say, well, you know what. Yeah, so I can expand on that. So often the situations we're in, the issues that we have or the challenges that we face, we can't change. We can't change the thing. But what coaching can do is provide a space um, to, to work through that and to um, develop more awareness and to understand where there is any sense, what the choices are in that situation. Where is there a sense of control within this? What options do I have within this situation? Um, and because sometimes we can't change the thing. Yeah, absolutely. And, and is it just about your work life or is it about your home life or is it able to flex both? And because yeah. I guess we are we are holistic people, aren't I, we? Absolutely. We are all of us. Yes, things. it's a, a coaching from my perspective is always a holistic approach. That that's different dependent upon the style and of coaching. But for this pro, this project um, particularly, it's a the intention is that it's to support individual well being and resilience. So it's the whole self. You know, and um, we recognise through the evidence that we've collected that actually for many people, yes, working in the context that COVID has brought additional challenges with is a is a challenge. However, the secondary um, issues are a bigger challenge. So working within, you know, working from home, managing children in the background whilst you're trying to deliver your work. We had schools shut down for months on end. Um, you know, all of the, lots of the things. If we um, there's a phrase called allostatic load, which is essentially the straw that broke the camel's back. Often, we've all got you know a, an ability to hold so much, um, and often when we put things in our container, what stops that overflowing is the things that give us joy and the things that help take the pressure off. You know, whether that's meeting up with friends, going out, and obviously lockdown. Um, and other challenges that have been presented throughout the pandemic have stopped a lot of those things, those small things, whether that's in the workplace or whether that's in our home lives, that have stopped that joy coming. And which has then meant that, you know, we get to the point of overload and overwhelm. So coaching can be a real opportunity um, to think, you know, to have some thinking space around that. Um, and that's again one of the one of the things that a lot of people are bringing, you know. And, and it's really, you know, people have given feedback like it's helped me reattach to the joy of my work again, because actually people were, you know, people were being really challenged with it. There was so much change. Again, how do I process so much change in such a short piece of a space of time? Yeah. So when when do you go for coaching, Heather? Is it a sort of oh my goodness, I'm absolutely on the edge. I can't do my job anymore. Therefore, I need some coaching. Or is it something that you do proactively just to keep you healthy and keep you motivated? Because I just wonder whether, is there an optimum time to, to approach for some coaching? Ideally, in a proactive way. 
Um, but I, you know, but at any time. So, you know, we recognise people are stepping into the service um, at lots of different times. For some people, it is actually, they recognise, they may have ac- accessed coaching previously and recognise it's a helpful intervention and think, right, I'm going to go and access that. That's going to be helpful. For other people, it's it's potential, they've literally got to their wits end and thought that, you know, nothing else worked. I don't, having they have very little experience or knowledge about what coaching is and have stepped in and found it hugely helpful. So there's no right or wrong time. Um, I think one of the biggest barriers is for people to give it, to give themselves permission to access it or potentially for people thinking this isn't, is this for me? Is this not for me? And I'd say it's for everyone. And is it also people are thinking, is this a good use of my time? I could have got, you know, if I, if I approach, start this process I could actually have achieved 100 emails instead of doing coaching because of the time I would have spent on it so is it also people don't value themselves enough to think this is a good use of my time because I'm investing in myself for the future yes. yeah yeah I completely agree so it, it is really hard to protect time um outside of the the tasks that sit in front of us but yeah um well, I, I'm obviously going to advocate for it being a good use of time, but the evidence is speaking for itself in the sense that it is. You know, we've had people comment things like, it's helped me see the wood for the trees. You know, when, when there's just so much going on it, and it's a really hard place to navigate our way through, um, we, we can probably all reflect ourselves on conversations that we've had with, you know, with you know, great natural coaches who help us, who ask the right question and suddenly clarity comes to our mind. So, yeah, it's definitely well a time well invested. Okay, that's useful. And um, obviously there'll be the managers listening to this because the practice managers and other managers within, within primary care and they'll be thinking, I imagine this would be very useful for one of my colleagues or one of my, um, one of my staff can you put somebody else forward for coaching or do you have to put yourself forward as an individual? Yeah, no, the intention, I mean, for coaching to have the best outcomes, ideally it's somebody wanting to be there themselves. You know, um, for me, uh, that, that's that's an absolute key for coaching. Um, that's not to say that absolutely, if there's a practice manager or, or any other leader in the workplace that feels it would be a useful intervention to support their staff, please, please share that with them. You know, we're really trying to encourage and word of mouth definitely becoming most popular route for access, which is great. Um, but yeah, we, we have had examples where people have landed with the coach and said, oh, I don't know why I'm here. Um, I've been sent. Now that's, the, that's not the best, you know, the best starting point. And our interim evaluation, we've got significant evaluation baked into the process to just to understand impact and um, recognising it's an investment for individuals giving their time but also significantly from a national perspective Um, and um, it really demonstrates that people who are coming to the session with with something in mind that they're bringing have a better outcome. Okay and how vulnerable do you have to be with your coach and also how confidential is it because obviously your manager may have suggested you go forward and you have to fill out a form on the NHS England um, um, website so you know how much can you assure us that nothing goes back to the practice or there's any reporting going on? The the process is completely led by you as an individual Um, so yeah 
and again, that will be that that significantly varied. So at the front end of the process, uh, as you've, you've already said, you book through the people site, um, you go to the looking after YouTube page. Um, at, that, at that front end, you are invited if you want to, to share some any content that you'd like, which will then go to your coach, but you don't have to. You can just land with the coach at the time you, you've chosen and share with them what you want to at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, um, that's completely led by you. Okay, so you start the process. The process is the website and you fill out as much or a little as you want to. And then what happens? How quickly does a coach get back to you and how many sessions would you do with a coach? Okay, so if you went onto the site this afternoon, if you went onto the site now, you'd be able to book an appointment for this evening if you wanted one. So the times of the sessions are available from eight in the morning through till 10 at night. Um, and that's Monday to Friday and weekends, the hours are 10 to six. We started with the lengthier hours right through the week, but we looked at demand and that was what seemed to meet need. Um, yeah and the first session you book so you book directly so you choose you get presented with the time slots available you book your session you're connected with the coach and essentially you um, you have that session so we we aim to turn have a session available within 48 hours but there are often there are often sessions available that day if you want one Um, the first session is a 45 minute session and then you can have up to three further follow-up sessions with the same coach at that point, um, that coaching, I guess, relationship concludes. Um, if you wanted to reaccess the service, though, at any point, you can do so. So you just go back and do the same process. What you wouldn't be guaranteed is the same coach. Okay. And all the coaches who are on the, or working there are qualified coaches? Yes. So there, we had a really um, clear specification for the coaches that we've procured. They are all very experienced Um significantly qualified coaches and they've been specifically selected for their experience um, with coaching for well-being and resilience as well some of the coaches are clinicians themselves although they're here in this space they're here to be coaches Um, and um, we also felt it was very important and this is again what we pulled through from our stakeholder engagement at the outset that the coaches have a really good understanding of the context that people are working within. So all the coaches, either through having worked within primary care themselves or um, having worked with the workforce within primary care and other contexts, have have got a significant experience they bring to this space, which means they do get the context that people are coming into this space from. I think that is important because it is unique, isn't it? I think um, people work in a completely unique way. Um, and so I think that, that, that is helpful. And um, can you reassure me that it's open for absolutely anybody it in is. primary care at any level? So it can be a part-time administrator working four hours a week, or it can be the senior partner, the senior GP. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's for everybody. Um, you know, every single person working in primary care contributes to the outcomes for patients you know, whatever role they are delivering within that service that they are. So, yes, this is for everybody. No barriers. Um, yeah. And um, that's, that's actually really exciting because often things are for 
separate groups within primary care, but not for everybody. And I think this is, the, uh, and I have been um, waxing lyrical about this for a little while because I just feel it's really important. Um, but also feeding back the numbers to NHS single that they realise actually it is all levels of people that actually are suffering from strain and can benefit from coaching within primary care. So it isn't yeah. just senior leaders at all, is it? I mean, yeah. talking to some receptionists last week, goodness me, some of the, um, some of the frontline conversations they're having are very, very tough at the moment. Absolutely. And we and we hear and we recognise that, um, you know, a lot lots of the workforce, like, as, like you've just mentioned, receptionists, they've been there, they've been there throughout, and they've been the ones really on the front line, as opposed to other roles within primary care, having changed their working practice and perhaps moving away from patients a little bit more. So, you know, it's got to be for everybody. It is there for everybody. As I say, we can see, we can, um, people who choose to share what role they are on the booking process, We that gives us a really helpful indication of who is using the service. And we do try and target our communication for those, those roles that perhaps are accessing it less. We've developed a poster which is downloadable and it's great. We've had that downloaded nearly 3,000 times now with the intention that that can be downloaded from the um, people's site and stuck up in you know workplace areas which people are going to see and and one of the things is you know we're heading towards obviously it's very exciting with the vaccine coming and we're heading towards the, the new year which should be very much more positive for all of us but actually people have been working extremely hard for a long time the clapping on the thursday stopped a long time ago and and we do know so probably now might be a time better than almost the net than anything at any other time to get involved in the coaching to, to see you through for the next six months definitely yeah absolutely so um i thought it was a um a scheme ending on the end of March. So that's what I sort of had a, I had a feeling it was sort of kind of a year's project. Um, but it sounds like it might be very useful to be con, um, to be prolonged after that. Is there any sign that it's going to keep going after the end of March? Um, so we're just entering that phase of business planning um, at the moment in the annual schedule. Um, it's certainly something that we'd like. I'd like to see going forward. It's the but I, obviously the, I can't <laughs> assure anyone of that at the moment. But what is really, um, what I guess what I can assure people of is that the well-being and resilience of our workforce is absolutely, you know, it is recognised that it's important. We need to look after our workforce to, you know, to keep our the services running for patients, um, to keep our staff well and to keep our staff in a place where they're feeling supported, having supported so many others throughout this period. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this, we, you know, the the evidence, we've had interim evaluation evidence demonstrating that the intervention has had positive impact on both well-being and resilience, which is great news. Um, feedback continues to be high, highly rating the service. You know, it's got 100% positive feedback and lots of qualitative comments, which is great. So, that's, yeah, that's I hope great. continue. And is there any, so this is all obviously for the individual. Is there anything for groups or teams coming up? Yeah, so recognising that in many people are using the space to also think about, use, use it as an opportunity to think about others that they're responsible for. We are just launching next week, um, looking after your teams. So it's hoping to be out launched before Christmas with bookings ready to be available beyond the new year. And essentially that's going to be, um, it's a sort of sister service, if you like, Um the target audience is anybody who has any responsibility for either leading, organising or coordinating others. 
Um, and again, it's a space for people to come and have some facilitated thinking and exploration to support them to think about supporting others in the workplace. It, you know, we, we know there are so many challenges like how do I how do I create an effective multidisciplinary team? How do I help embed these new additional roles that are landing in our network? You know, how do I make them land, um, be welcomed and really feel part of the team? How do I keep, how do I keep the staff motivated when there are so many changes keep coming down through the primary care bulletin? You know, it can be used for all those questions and queries. Um, it's going to be a really similar offer at the um, direct booking um, spaces available you know through after hours if that's helpful for people you know so extended hours opening etc yeah so look out for that looking that sounds very exciting and from the work i've been working done with practice for staff i'm sure that would be absolutely fantastic if you could just add in a magic wand that would also be really really <laughs> helpful because i think actually sometimes that's really what they want um i think we're just sort of almost out of time now heather thank you so much for your time it's been so interesting to hear Do you, have you got any last sort of words of encouragement to um, encourage anybody listening to get involved in this i just say give it a go give yourself permission to have 45 minutes for you yeah. and see what happens yeah what have you got to learn what have you got to lose yeah that's the magic wand it's the wand on yourself Oh, I like that. I like that. Thank you, Heather. Um, and I'm just um, one of the, this is a small, very short series of podcasts that we're doing. And obviously starting with Heather and I'm actually going to then have a chat with two practice managers who've been through this process and have waxed lyrical about it and say it's been so, so helpful. And I think sometimes it's very useful to hear um, somebody else's point of view. So um, well, that will be a subsequent podcast. But thank you again for your time, Heather. And it's been lovely to talk to you. Thanks very much, Louise. Wessex LMC's supporting you and your practice.